Mormons believe in Jesus. Those I have known have been good friends and citizens. But are they Christians? Let's look a bit more carefully at the uniquely Mormon doctrines on this episode of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. You can help me out by spreading the love and telling a friend about the podcast. And I would love to hear from you. This is a really small podcast, and any email I get is pretty exciting. So send me your corrections, your suggestions, or just to say hi. All of that is great. Okay, let's get on to today's episode. The Mormon religion, officially known as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or the LDS Church, traces its origins to the early 19th century. Joseph Smith, Jr., its founder, claimed to have received divine visions and revelations from God. According to Smith, in 1823, an angel named Moroni directed him to golden plates buried in upstate New York. He dug them up and covered the plates with cloth, put them in a box, and brought them home. He told a few people about these plates and that the plates had writing on them in the, quote, Reformed Egyptian language. The angel apparently told him not to let anyone else see the plates, but they could lift the box and see how heavy the box was with the plates in them. He translated the plates with others present, and through divine guidance, the scribes wrote down what he said as he translated. Eyewitnesses said that while he was translating, he was not actually looking directly at the plates, but was looking into his hat, which is where there was a seer stone. At times, he was not even near the plates while he was translating them, but always with the seer stone in his hat. After he finished the translation, the angel told him to return the plates, and they have never been seen since. That translation became the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon is considered sacred scripture by Mormons, serving as a companion to the Bible and providing an account of ancient prophets who lived in the Americas. It includes religious and historical narratives, including interactions with Jesus Christ after his resurrection. Okay, so what else do they believe? Well, one notable contrast with Christianity lies in the nature of God. Mormons believe that the Godhead has three separate beings, God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. God the Father and Jesus both have perfect physical bodies, but the Holy Spirit does not. They believe that these three are not one God, but three gods, and there are actually many other gods just like them, including the wife of God the Father, who is referred to as the Heavenly Mother. In fact, members of the Church of Latter-day Saints can become gods and goddesses after death. God the Father was once a typical human being who then became a god, and... Uh, good saints can, the same thing can happen to them. They believe that sin can be forgiven by God through the sacrificial death of Jesus, through repentance, faith, and living a good life, choosing good over evil. The Book of Mormon alludes to the United States as the promised land. Mormons are God's chosen people, and the Constitution of the United States, then, is divinely inspired. They refer to a great apostasy that happened shortly after the ascension of Jesus, 2,000 years ago, which negated any spiritual or religious authority of the church or the church leaders that followed. And then this was restored to Joseph Smith and his followers when he found and translated the golden plates. 
Shortly after which, he was visited by biblical figures of Peter, James, John, and John the Baptist. Therefore, the Mormon church is the one true church, and all others are still in the great apostasy. Mormonism practices baptism for the dead, where living Mormons are baptized on behalf of deceased individuals who do not have the opportunity to accept the Mormon faith during their lifetimes. And this practice is believed to grant these souls the opportunity for salvation in the afterlife. The early history of the Mormon church was marked by persecution due to their unorthodox beliefs and practices, as well as the practice of polygamy, which was common in the early decades. This persecution prompted Mormons uh, to migrate westward to the Great Salt Lake Valley, seeking a place to practice their faith freely. Over time, the LDS Church has undergone significant changes and adoptions. Notably, the practice of polygamy was officially abandoned in the late 19th century, bringing it closer to mainstream Christian beliefs on marriage and family. In modern times, the Mormon Church has engaged uh, in efforts to foster understanding and dialogue with other Christian denominations. And I've highlighted some of the main theological differences, but Christians and Mormons share many ethical convictions— regarding the family, sexuality, justice for the poor, racial harmony, and so on. So recently there have been many initiatives to promote mutual respect and cooperation on shared moral and social issues. I've just touched on a few of the key aspects of Mormonism uh, that is significantly different than Christianity, but it is a robust religion with many competing parts. It tends to be very legalistic, but then honestly, what religion doesn't? There's so much to explore in Mormonism, but I'll finish with a really curious aspect of their spiritual life, and that is the underwear. In Mormonism, the idea of sacred underwear is closely tied to religious practice known as temple garment or temple clothing. This special undergarment is worn by faithful adult members of the LDS Church who have received specific temple ordinances during their religious rituals. The temple garment is considered a symbolic and sacred reminder of covenants made by Latter-day Saints during their temple ceremonies. It's typically a two-piece undergarment resembling a t-shirt with short sleeves and shorts that extend to the knee. The garment is made of white cotton or a similar breathable fabric. The significance of the temple garment lies in its connection to Mormon theology and the concept of covenants and consecration. During the temple ceremonies, Mormons make sacred promises to God, pledging to live according to specific moral and spiritual principles. The temple garment serves as a tangible reminder of these commitments, worn as a constant spiritual protection and reminder of their covenant relationship with God. It is a symbol, in one sense, of God being near to them, nearer than anything else, uh, all day, every day, all the time. Mormons believe that wearing the temple garment serves several purposes. The garment is seen as a symbolic reminder of the sacred covenants made in the temple. It represents an individual's commitment to live virtuously and faithfully. Wearing the temple garment is believed to provide spiritual protection, serve as a shield against temptation and evil influences, and it is an integral part of their religious identity. It signifies their dedication to their faith and serves as a personal expression uh, for themselves of their commitment to God. 
The temple garment is designed to be modest and discreet, intended to remind the wearer of the sacred covenants. It's important to note that not all members of the LDS Church wear the temple garment. It is reserved for those who have participated in specific temple ordinances and have been given permission to receive and wear the garment. This decision to wear the temple garment is a personal one, and it is considered a private matter between the individual and God. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. I would love to make season two, but I need to make sure that it is worthwhile. So I'm paying attention to three things. Downloads, feedback, and money. It costs money to publish a podcast and not a small amount of work. Now, if you'll give me just $5 once, I'll give you your own private podcast link that will have all the episodes from season one without any advertising, plus 10 extra bonus episodes. At various levels, you'll also get a lot of other cool stuff. Now, I'm not looking for a subscription, just a one-time purchase that will help me to know that this podcast has been helpful and that you would like me to make another season. Look for the show notes of this episode to find the link to give money. Podcasts are getting gobbled up by big corporations and conglomerates. Independent podcasters like me need your support. Thanks so much.